For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to episode four of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, Kyler Kerbison. Today we're going to be talking about some of the other SEC games that happened this past weekend and a tough loss the Vols had versus Georgia, but also looking forward to Kentucky and seeing how we match up with them and what we can look forward to. Let's start the show. Before we start the show, just want to shout out our sponsor, Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, some of these NFL games coming up. It's tough to uh, pick some of them, though, because who expects the Raiders to beat the Chiefs? Who expects the Bears to beat the Bucks? Those are games I wish I didn't put any money on. <laughs> Maybe I can be a little bit better uh, weeks moving forward. Uh, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always online casino as well. It never closes. So go ahead to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. I hope you're making it through your Monday. Um, I know this weekend was a tough one for me, so I'm sure it was the same for everyone else. Um, but, you know, it's never as bad as you think. It's never as good as you think. Um, so we'll try and stay positive. On to the next week. Um, but before we get into all of that, just wanted to recap some other SEC games that happened this weekend. Um, so a few big ones, uh, Texas A&M versus Florida. I really thought Florida was the better team. I really thought they were going to win this game. Uh, Trask looked awesome again, 312 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Texas A&M was just able to pull it out, that last-second field goal to upset them, 38-41. to 41. Uh, You know, Pretty back-and-forth game, Um, and it looks like the defense for Florida isn't quite as uh, stout as they used to be. They're really leaning on the offense, which seems to be a theme um, with a lot of teams this year. I mean, even Alabama, their their offense is what's winning them games, not their defense. I think Georgia's the only team with a really dominant defense. And then uh, Missouri versus LSU. Uh, Missouri comes away with a victory. Did not see that coming at all. I mean, 
when they played us, I, you know, it was a train wreck. But I did say last week, I thought they were figuring themselves out that that Bezalak, he was going to be their future. And he's 29 for 34, 406 yards, four touchdowns. Kid balled, balled out. So I think, you know, they're going to roll the rest of the season and maybe give some fits to Georgia and Florida for us. You know, help us out in the rankings. So they come away with victory, 45-41. On to kind of a dull game, South Carolina versus Vandy. Vandy is a bad team right now. Uh, South Carolina leaned on the run game, uh, which they should have been. I don't know if Hill is the uh, best quarterback in the nation. So um, leaned on the run game. Harris had 21 carries, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, with a 41 to seven victory, uh, Arkansas versus Auburn, very close game. I was really hoping, uh, coach Pittman was able to pull that out. Huge fan of his, he used to be my offensive line coach. So love, uh, coach Pittman, uh, Felipe Franks, uh, 22 of 30, 318 yards, four touchdowns, um, Bo Nix average, but they, had their running back go off. Uh, Bigsby had 20 carries for 146 yards, which I think is what they should have done versus uh, Georgia. They probably would have had a better shot. Um, and very controversial spike at the end of the game. I'm not sure what, what was going on there. I feel like a lot of times refs have a quick whistle, uh, let it play out, call it a fumble, and then go back and correct it if it is. Um, uh, you know, Arkansas should have won that game. Auburn got very lucky. And it looks like Auburn really isn't that great of a team this year. They still come away with a victory, though, on the last-minute field goal, 30-28. On to Alabama versus Ole Miss. What a back-and-forth game. I knew Lane Kiffin was going to bring the heat on offense. Um, That is one thing that Alabama does struggle with is, you you know, spreading it out, uh, getting a little bit of confusion um, you know, I wouldn't see it as, hey, Alabama's run defense is really bad because Ole Miss rushed for all these yards. Um, it's actually the way they set up their offense, how they spread everything out. It makes it a lot harder and up-tempo. Um, I know they came out that Nick Saban thought they were stealing their defensive plays, and Lane said, uh, it, you know, even if I was, we lined up too fast. You didn't even have your plays in yet uh, before we started snapping the ball so but Alabama outlasts them 63 to 48 literally you can't kick field goals versus Alabama's offense it's crazy uh they're going they're going nuts but like I said earlier is Alabama's defense the worst it's been and their offense the best it's been this year uh it's it's a total switch I mean just a few years ago Alabama played LSU in the national championship it was what six to nine was it in score it's like it's crazy. It's it's a complete turnaround, um, and I guess it's just Saban getting with the times. And the last one, Mississippi State versus Kentucky, a twenty-four to two win for Kentucky. Uh, Mississippi State threw six interceptions. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, total of six interceptions. That's honestly crazy. They threw the ball seventy times in the game, um, and Kentucky just. Rush three and drop eight. Made it real simple. I I don't know if Kentucky's defense is that good. I think the numbers are a little inflated when you throw it 70 times and you're not very balanced offense, Mississippi State. Um, and, 
Kentucky's offense struggled too, and I'll get more into that later. Um, you know, leading into next week versus Kentucky, but that's the recap of the SEC. Um, now it's time to talk about Tennessee and what steps we need to take, what we can change, how we can get better. Well, let me start with the defensive side of the ball because that is the one positive we can take away from the game. I don't think another team will play Georgia as well as we just did. Our defense really held us in the game. Uh, those first three or four drives in the first, in the second half, you know, holding them to three total yards and helping out our offense, even though we were turning the ball over like crazy, um, you know, the big fourth down stop before the half, uh, trying to force turnovers as much as possible. I thought they played great. I thought it's exactly what you want out of your defense. You know, by the end of the game, they're getting pounded. They're not getting any help from the offensive side of the ball, and it's hard to continually stop a very good offense. And, um, yeah, that's what they had to face. So I'm proud of them. I think there, you know, was a few things that went against us. Um, we should have had the interception in the first half. You have to catch that. Also, the second pass interference was a little bush league, I thought. I mean, he got to the wide receiver right when the ball did and had and was going for the ball. He wasn't going at the wide receiver. He was going for the ball, which makes a complete difference when you're determining whether it's a penalty or not. And, uh, you know, Bennett's touchdown, there was an obvious holding and block in the back, which is just crazy that the refs didn't see it. I think they had a makeup call later in the third quarter when Georgia was going on a touchdown drive. Um, it was literally the exact same block, and they called it then, but they wouldn't call it on the touchdown. So very, uh, very frustrating to see that I think DeAndre Johnson his penalty is just it you know rookie mistake he's a freshman you can't do that though it's just the team depends on you I think you would have made a difference more in the game and you know I think he's a great rush end he's got sacks in every game he's someone who can make a real difference when he's out there so huge loss for us um, when he committed that penalty I loved how we were swarming to the ball. You know, you wrap up, someone else comes in, try and force a fumble, uh, try and pull the ball out, which is great. Uh, you know, it didn't bounce our way. bounced literally into the gut of their center, which, <laughs> I mean, what's the luck there? Uh, and I like the adjustments our defense made where, you know, we didn't just go four down front the whole time. We went into bear also. Uh, which is tougher to run against. And, you know, we know that Georgia's a running team and did it for that. So I like it. You know, if you take out the one reverse they had, which was for 43 yards, they ran the ball 44 times for 162 yards, which, I mean, last week Georgia ran it for like 130 in the first half versus Auburn. So I think we did very well overall when it comes to that. And I thought – Defense played physical, didn't give a crap who Georgia was. They stepped up and tried to punch him in the mouth as much as possible. And I, I'm proud of the way they played. Now, offense is a completely different story. So, with the offense, 
Um, I think the biggest thing is Georgia determined what we did on offense. We did not go out there and determine what they did on defense. There should never be a time where we go five wide, uh, no running back in the backfield, five-man protection. It's just not our strength as an offense. It's not what we're good at. Our weakest positions in the offensive line are our tackles because they're the least experienced. So having them on islands and five-man protection isn't good. I understand why we ran screens in the first half because you're trying to slow up the rush of those you know top-tier defensive ends. They're going to be all SEC selections. I understand that. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was the blitzes that were coming and understanding who you were supposed to block. Both tackles, even Brandon Kennedy and the running backs, did not understand who they had on pass protection. If that is the case, you will always give up sacks. Twice in the second half, the running back gave up pressure on Garantano. One was a just a sack. The other was a sack fumble for a touchdown. But there was another linebacker blitzing that the offensive line didn't notice and did not pick up. That is on the center. That is on Kennedy. It's called a cross-dog blitz where they make an X with the two linebackers on a blitz. Running back picks up his man. Offensive line is supposed to adjust and pick up theirs. Both times, they didn't see it. I don't understand. And in the first half, I mean, both Wanye and Darnell on slide protections went the wrong way. They didn't slide with the protection. They didn't keep their eyes outside. It's like the number one rule as a tackle is to keep your eyes outside in case there is a nickel or a corner or someone blitzing off the edge. I don't understand what they're going over in meetings. I don't know how they're necessarily drawing up protections, but none of them are keeping their eyes up. They're not looking around to see where the blitz is coming from. If you follow your rules it's going to be okay. You can figure it out. Also, there was run blocking MAs where, I mean, the first run that we had, Wanya literally just let the guy run through. Didn't block him. I don't know what's going through their heads, why everything is happening like that, but it's just, I mean, it's just unacceptable. So first half, in no way am I going to blame on Garantano. I know everyone wants to blame it on the one person. Um, there were some mistakes all across the board. Offensive line was not doing what they were supposed to. Running backs weren't seeing the holes like they were. Uh, you know, I think Garantano managed the game in the first half. I think he did a good job. He, When it got man coverage, he threw the ball up. That's what you need to do. We also did shot plays after turnovers, which is perfect because defense is just out there. They're not sure what they're doing yet. Um, you know, they're not in a rhythm. So a shot play after a turnover is perfect. Uh, so I like that call by Cheney. And we, you know, Palmer went up and got it. So we succeeded with that. And I like, you know, throwing 50-50 balls if it's man coverage. I think it's a good idea. Even the ones that we didn't complete, I still I still like the idea of throwing a 50-50 ball. You want to try and get man coverage as much as possible on your wide receivers. 
So when you do, try and take advantage of it. I do think Garantano um, needs to protect the ball more. I mean, I understand you're getting hit and, you know, there's some pressure, but two of your fumbles, the ball was sitting around your waist, um, which I don't understand. You got two hands on it. Keep it high. Make sure you have control of it. You can't let them be able to get to the ball. It's dreams, goals, and aspirations, the football. So you have to keep a hold of that. Um, I thought the interception was kind of on him because um, he was hot on that side. He knew he was hot. The, that was running back side. We slid the offensive line the other way. They sent a blitz to the running back side. Running back was hot. He went out into the flat and was open. Uh, Garantano should have known that blitz was there and threw it to the running back right away. Hesitated, threw it up, and it was intercepted. I think that's on him. Um, I think he's going to accept that too. But other plays weren't. You know, the sack fumble that happened, running back didn't block his guy, which hit Garantano on the back. Offensive line actually didn't block their guy. So even if the running back did complete his block, Garantano probably still would have got sacked. And all the wide receivers ran go routes. On a third and five. Third and five. With man coverage, we ran go routes. Oh, boy. That makes absolutely no sense. Please run crossing routes at the sticks. That's what you need to do. That's how you get your first downs. I don't know why you're trying to do a shot play on third and five after having three separate times before that your quarterback get killed and fumbled. It should be a clue that we need to run quick intermediate routes, not long distance routes, especially on third and five. I would understand if it was third and 15, third and 20. Hey, run some goes. You have to, to get the yardage. But third and five, no one should be running past five yards. Screw that. I need slants. I need crossing patterns. I need hitches. Things that are easier to get the ball out. I mean, they sent, Six guys on a blitz. So you're manned up. Let's get it to him. There was only a couple drives where I thought, oh, this is what Tennessee's offense is supposed to look like. The drive before the half where we ended up scoring the touchdown and the drive to end the game was more along the lines of this is what Tennessee offense is supposed to look like. Run the ball. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I, I feel like a broken record saying run the ball so much. But it's what we're good at. It is what will win us games. It is what will get us to the promised land. We ran it seven times in the first half. I don't care if you're running it for zero yards. Keep running it. You have to keep them honest. You cannot be one-dimensional. We ran it ten times in the second half. It's just crazy. I think some of the... You know, setups, formations for plays didn't help either. It put Garantano in a bad spot. Garantano has been a starter, a player for three years now. We know who he is as a quarterback. You have to build the offense around your quarterback. I don't care if you're the Tennessee Volunteers, if you're the Georgia Bulldogs, if you're Kansas City Chiefs, if you're the New England Patriots, 
if you're anybody, any football team, you build your offense around your quarterback. Look at Baltimore, for instance. They completely changed their offense because they had Lamar Jackson, and he can run the ball. Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense. They're slinging it all over the place, going five wide because that's what he's good at. Patriots with Cam Newton. They're going to run the ball. He's a running quarterback. It makes sense. You have a game manager in your backfield in Garantano. If you put him in the right positions, he will not make mistakes. But if you put this man in five wide with five-man protection and expect him to read off blitzes and overcomplicate routes, it's not going to go well. There are NFL quarterbacks right now that could not run the offense that we just ran on Saturday because it does not put them in the right spot. Ryan Tannehill wouldn't be able to run that offense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't play to the strengths of our quarterback. Sorry, Chaney. I love you, but come on, man. He's the guy that our offense has to go through. He touches the ball every play, and we have to make it easier for him. This cannot be complicated. Luckily, we have Kentucky next week, and after watching Kentucky-Mississippi State, there is nothing Kentucky does that scares me. You know, you look at some of the other teams, the Floridas, the Georgias, the Bamas, you see things on offense and defense that's scary, that's, oh, wow, that stands out. Wow, they're really good at this. Kentucky is not that. Offensively, their quarterback really can't throw the ball. Uh, they kind of run an offense like we did with Dobbs, but Dobbs was a better passer than um, their quarterback, Wilson. But he likes to run a lot. But our run defense is great. I think our defense is going to succeed during this game. They weren't able to do anything versus Mississippi State's defense. And Mississippi State's defense is horrible. What, do they let up like 600 yards versus LSU um, the first week? So they're not a great defense. And, you know, Kentucky defensively, they run the bear. They're going to bring some guys up in the box. Um one thing that they do, if it's third and long, they're going to rush three and drop eight. So what that means is there's a lot of time in that pocket. What I don't want is Garantano trying to make plays, trying to force plays to happen. That's not what you need. Go to what the defense is giving you. Don't try and force a ball in a pocket, in a window that doesn't make sense. Don't try and hold on to the ball forever. But... This might be a game he needs to keep his eyes downfield a little bit more. Um, you know, in the past I've said it's good that he just takes off and runs when guys are covered or he gets in trouble uh, just to, you know, keep the ball safe. But there's going to be a lot of time for him in the pocket with them only rushing three. And they're all three big guys. They're not necessarily edge rushers, speed dudes. So there will be a lot of time and it's up to him to make the correct decision and, and, you know, be able to get a first down. I mean, he might have uh, the most rushing yards he's had this year, just uh, getting outside the pocket and uh, running for a first down or two. So we'll see how that goes. Just, you know, trying to protect the ball. Georgia found us out, man. They controlled what we did in every aspect of the game. And, I think this is a great wake-up call for us. I know we're going to go to Kentucky and win that game. Uh, be 4-1 heading into Alabama, which is a good sign. You know, we're not that far away from Georgia. 
you know, that second half was really tough for us, but we were close. We were close with them. I think I would rather have our game than what Auburn did versus them. I mean, that was embarrassing. We scored more points than them. You know, everyone praises Bo Nix, but our offense was able to score more points, take advantage of what we got. So on to the next week. You know, this was a tough one. I uh, was pretty upset watching the game on Saturday. Uh, upset again rewatching it today. Uh, it hurts to see the mistakes on the offensive line, uh, especially easy ones that are so fixable. I just hope that we simplify the offense a little bit more because I would rather have four quarters and 100 pennies. It's just how it goes. It's better that way. This is a good team we're going to have a good season. I think we can still compete for SEC East champions. Florida's a good team too. We'll be able to figure them out towards the end of the season. But I like I like our chances. I like the direction in which we're going. I think Pruitt's doing a good job. I think we needed this game to learn from. Obviously, I wanted to win, but you're going to learn the most when you have a loss. You're going to be able to grow the most when you have a loss. And I'm proud of the team overall. And I never want to be negative because I was out there myself playing in their shoes. And I know exactly what they're going through right now. Um, you know, I I had it even worse. You know, I went five and seven in my first three years there. So it was almost a um, regular thing to lose, which isn't good. These guys aren't used to losing. They want to win. And I think they're going to take this hard. I think they're, I've been watching film like crazy. I think a lot of mistakes are going to get fixed. And we're going to come out and take all this anger out on Kentucky. We'll be back. 3.30 CBS versus Alabama, I guarantee it. It's going to be the biggest game of the week. Hopefully, uh... Gary doesn't call an interception seconds before it happens this time. But um, on to the next week. On to Kentucky. Let's get after him on defense. The quarterback's not going to be comfortable back there. Let's take advantage of what they give us on offense. I think we can run the ball on them. I really do. And their DBs aren't as good as people think just because they had the six interceptions this past week versus Mississippi State. That's a lot of interceptions, but Mississippi State threw 70 times. So two of the interceptions were by a backup quarterback. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But uh, I think we got them this week. Can't wait for the game. Positive vibes only. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Episode 4 of Believe in Tennessee Football. Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me know how I'm doing. Would love to uh, get some comments. What would you like me to talk about? I'd be happy to uh, oblige. I'll talk to you guys next week. And as always, go Vols.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.